BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So basically what you're saying is you are toxic. I don't think I'm toxic. I think I'm a very generous guy. I feel like I come with rules in everything in life. You know, rules and regulations. What's good? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of DX Daily, your favorite podcast. Dubbed number one podcast in the world by myself and A Dub. Yes, that's all that matters in this case. That's all that matters. Okay. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by Hip Hop DX, and it's where we keep you updated on everything that's going down in hip hop music culture. And today we have a super, super special guest. Give it up for Cranium. <laughs> Woo! your lovely host Asia Sky and I'm your other host A Dub. So this is a hip hop podcast, but today we have a reggae artist. Yeah. Um yes, yeah, so we we switching up the flavor today, all right? We got Cranium right. in the building. What's going on? What do you have going on? What have you been up to during this quarantine? Give us the rundown. Actually, I just finished my album last yesterday, actually. So um, I'm excited. Ooh, okay. That, yeah, so that's basically what I've been doing. I've been recording a lot. And just, um, I'm in Jamaica now. I just, I just flew out here yesterday. And I mean, I have a family situation. But other than that, I'm just out here just like, you know, giving thanks and just breathing like, whoa, you know, finally, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it took a while to like really finish it. But, um, yeah, no, since the quarantine, I feel like there's so much inspiration that come from like natural parts of your mind, your imagination open wide because we don't have the access of like flying all over the place and being inspired by that. No, it's just based off memories and the space of just you as an as a individual and just like, you know, of your personality and vibe. So I feel like I'm excited about this, this album because it's just, it's just all natural stuff. It's nothing forced, it's nothing um, extra, it's just you, the individual, your personality, and just naturalness of your surrounding. So what are some of the themes you're exploring in this album then, since you said it's coming all from you and memories and your own like, past experiences? What, what are you of, talking about? A lot of sex arguments and, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibes. That's the vibes for the new album. That's the vibe. You know what I mean? I'm going to make you guys have a wonderful summer and a beautiful um, winter when it comes back. We need that. Streets are back open. Right. Yeah, yeah, man. I saw that you were tweeting that you needed a name for the album. Did you ever figure out anything? Or I'm found. I'm found a name yet. I'm found a name yet, actually. But um, you know, sometimes we always name the album based off of our favorite single after the album, our favorite song after the album. But this time, I feel like I want to get fans, fans involved. So I feel like this time, I really want to make a fan choose. Choose the actual album name. I haven't done it on Instagram yet. I just, I just tested it on Twitter, but I think I'm gonna get it there. Yeah, I saw the Twitter uh, and a couple of tweets, and some of them were good. Um, I feel like people were just kind of like picking names and like throwing yeah. names out there, but 
Yeah, I think Instagram is a lot more than comments. Yeah, man. I can't wait. I'm going to post a picture and I'm going to ask. 100%, yeah. Yes. I'm going to ask. Have you seen any names that you liked up there? Were you like, hmm, that one, that one can kind of work? I kind of see something. But you know what's crazy? Because a fan gave me the name Melody Cat. So I know, I know what they're telling. I know what they're, um, and I see I have a whole chain made out of, out of Melody God. So you, you know, like, oh, wow. I know that they're out there, the inspiration and like, is it, is definitely there. It's just that I feel like I got to post on like, Instagram. Though. As she said, Instagram is where it's like, all right, you know, they, like, <laughs> they get really creative. So I feel like, but on Twitter, I haven't seen any that was like, wow, it was more like, mm, not bad. You know what I mean? But I'm waiting for that. Okay, got you. That catchy okay. one, that, you, know, you know, that, that McDonald's, you know, I'm waiting for it. <laughs> All right, you're going to get it. Watch, well, as soon as you throw it up on IG, it's, it's going to come for sure. Exactly. Now, let's talk about uh, you because obviously you, you spoke on being in Jamaica right now. You're from Jamaica, but you moved to the States. Now, did you come to the States to pursue music or did you just come to the States and you wound up doing music once you got out here? I come to the States without a choice. You know, my parents just wake up one day and say, going to America. And I'm like, really? And the next, day, next thing I know, I was in America. I felt I'm no different from Akeem from coming to America. That was, that's literally oh my, my story. We just wake up and reach. You know what I mean? No, well, not Akeem. Akeem friend. What his name is again? What was Akeem best friend name? The sticker, whatever his name is. You got it. You got it. That's me. I just follow the parents. And when I got here, I just fell in love with I fit, yo, I, I love New York so much. And I, I brag about it all the time. Because just me being a Caribbean kid and just seeing, learning about different Caribbean islands, like my brothers and my sisters on the other side, like seeing my Trinidadian and friends and my St. Vincent. And you know what I mean? Just, and the, the Bahamas, just people from different islands just like you in America, in New York, the melting pot where the vibe is, you know, Eastern Park, it's just like, it was just, it was like, whoa, mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm going to love this. The girl, them look good. <laughs> like, I have options. I have so many options. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is going to be, the, I'm going to have an amazing time. So, big reggae I, scene, big dance hall scene. Huge. So, when I got here, I just fell in love with it. And, um, yeah, I didn't come for do music, per se. I came here, as I said, as a child who, you know, your parents migrate to the state for a better life and to live the American dream. And I'm happy that they see that I came and made the best of the opportunity that I've got, you know what I mean? And, but yeah. Let's get into some of his music, A-Dub. Yeah, I was about to say, um, you focus on the reggae music when you came to New York. And mm -hmm. I, it may be a little bit, because uh, I, I have New York friends when I was like living up there upstate and they would say yeah. that it's like kind of competitive or like it's hard to show love. Is it the same for like reggae and dance hall in New York or compared to like rappers in New York? I think, I think that happened in all genres, but I just feel like for me, honestly, it's just more like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I have this, I don't care attitude. You know what I mean? Maybe that's why I reach where I reach because I just don't care. I just make good music that sounds good that people gonna like and find catchy topics and topics that people are afraid to sing about. So for me, it's like, that do play a part, but I ignore all of that. So it does not affect me. That's good. That's how you gotta keep it. So yeah, make your music and focus on you and your sound and everything else will follow. That's it. Correct. So let's talk about uh, the EP that you had out before. A uh, big mm -hmm. thing for you was Toxic. Yeah. Uh, what, was, what was going on at your life in that point when you made Toxic? Well, to be honest with you, I had Gal Policy, which is one of the biggest dance I reckon that came out during the quarantine, hands down. Um, the, the record had such a big impact in the culture that I felt like I wanted to extend that. I wanted to create something around it, you know, a whole body of work around Gal Policy because it was too amazing to leave by itself. 
I had to carry the story. So I had like a song called Black Traffic, which is talking about girls that just look too good across the street and guys just crash them care because of how good she looked. Then I have songs like Through the Window, where I was trapped in a house with a girl and her boyfriend came home. You know, like toxic stuff around it that just, and then Girl Palace was basically speaking about um, females who really think they could call a man house after nine o'clock, knowing that you're a side chick. You, you, we don't do that over <laughs> this time. You know what I mean? So basically what you're saying is you are toxic. I don't think I'm toxic. I think I'm a very generous, I'm a very generous guy. I feel like I come with rules. I feel like in everything in life, you know, rules and regulation. In school there's rules. Everything is rules. So I just, I'm not toxic. I don't know. That's what a toxic person would say. Mm. I don't think I'm toxic. I have a splash. A little, a little sprinkle. A little bit of splash. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the topping on pizza. A little bit. We got yeah. you. He's given the rules of being toxic. Like he may not be toxic, but he know his his thing of if one if one wanted to be toxic. But the crazy thing is, I'm gonna be honest. The best relationship I've ever been in was a toxic one. Really? I swear <laughs> to God. How toxic I love it. was it? You know, you, you, you eat crab, you eat crab legs. Mm -hmm. So I love crab legs. That's one of my favorite things. Anything you want, to, if there's anything to know about me, is that I love crab legs, right? But when you go to wherever it is to get the, the crab legs, they ask you, do you want it? Mild, medium, or spicy. I like my toxic medium. I don't like the spice. Mm -hmm. So I don't want the car. I don't want the car in the burst. I don't want the tires smashed. I don't want my car key. <laughs> but the medium part, I like the arguments. Get out my car. Don't talk to me. The two-day malice. We don't speak for three days. I love that. Love it. <laughs> <I> love it. <laughs> You're sounding more and more toxic right now. You're not helping your case. But what, what's the most toxic thing you've ever done? Because you talk about a girl slashing your car. And the most toxic stuff I've ever done was um, argue with someone. They went out to a dinner. And when it came home, I was already home. I was in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Not you was breaking and entering. Not breaking and entering. I had a key. So oh, okay. I had a key. So she came when I was okay. just in there. She just looked at me like I'm crazy. Like, I told her I'm done with done. It's over. Don't ever talk to me again. Block her and everything. And she come home when I was there. Whew. Oh, yeah. You, you toxic, for real. <laughs> were you sitting, were you in there waiting in the dark? <laughs> or what, did you have the light on? Like, paint this picture for us. Yeah, I, had, I fell asleep. I didn't even remember. I just remember I was drinking. I was like, you know what? I'm done. Don't ever talk to me again. You're the worst person in the world, blah, blah, blah. You know that, that you know, that I wish you all the best. You know, every relationship, when somebody loves somebody, the last text is, I wish you all the best. You'll never Have a find nice life. Yeah. You'll never find another like me, which is the point. If I break up with you, I wish I don't find somebody like you. But it's just crazy how we think. But anyways, you know what I said? I wish, you know what I mean? And then I just went to the house. I went inside and I fell asleep. And she came home when I was sleeping. And she was like, yo, you sick. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> toxic Tales. We're going to start a new segment on DX Daily called Toxic Tales. Toxic started tales. by you, Cranium. Yeah. I'm ready. Sign me up. Now, uh... Let's go on to some of the topics. Right. So ASAP Rocky, well, he was named uh, for GQ Magazine's The Prettiest Man Alive this year. They think he wrote pretty. But he also talked about Rihanna um, in the cover. He was basically saying that Rihanna is like the one. Like, he's like, Rihanna. Shit, I would say the same shit too. You would say the same about Rihanna? <laughs> yeah, I love, I, hell yeah. He's not, he's, I think he's been honest. You think so? I, you can't beat, you see, the thing is like, for me, it's like me living in New York, dating an American girl. I love it, you know? Okay. I love, a, I, love, I love American girls, and especially with culture, if that makes sense. Like, you know that they know the culture. They're like, oh, I love the whole culture vibe. So I like the relationship as a couple as just being that Caribbean girl for him as an American with that 
culture different. I think it's dope, man. I feel like that, that's what I'm all for. I'm all I'm all into like mixture of cultures and like learning stuff and my kid growing up in culture and learning different things. So for me, it's not wrong. I think Rihanna is somebody who for you look at Rihanna, you just know Rihanna smell good. Rihanna just look like she smell good. Everybody say she smell good. Like she just look like she smell good. And she just look like she vibes and she look she look fun. Right. Rihanna look like you have the best fun in your life, girl. You know what one of my one of my life slogans are when I just want to have fun and I want to have a great time? It's W-W-R-R-D. What would Riri do? Exactly. That is one of my life slogans. Yeah. What Rihanna would Riri cool. do? He's just one of those persons that's so that look that that is so cool to the mm. point is anything he says, I believe it. He's mm. not lying. You know, even if he's lying, he's not lying. <laughs> no, this is this is their second time around. He he wasn't trying to let that go. Right. Oh, he's, he, they did it before? Yeah. Yeah, they had a thing before, years ago, before she was with uh, Hassan, the, the billionaire guy. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, she, she was dating ASAP for a little while. Oh, so maybe yeah, that's so what I'm he, for life then. Maybe. You know, yeah, we don't they, they spun the block. Yeah. We, we, don't, mm-hmm. we don't normally go back to exit, so when it happened, that means it's major. Have you ever gone back? No, because normally when I, when I break up somebody, I hit everything. The mother, the father, the sister, the brother, the niece, the nephew, everything. The black where she come from, the area, the city, the state, you know? Yeah, so... Everything. everything. You don't even like women that are the same height as her after you No, you know what I mean? Everything <laughs> you so, you know what I mean? You know, like what she listened to, nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once you're done with somebody, everybody else is done. Don't, don't do it. Yeah, don't tell me happy birthday. Tell me, oh, tell your mama said happy birthday. She don't like you anymore. You know, I'm, I'm back for that. It's a wrap. Because <laughs> I'm going to lie. I'm going to say, mommy, she did the worst thing to me. When I'm finished telling her a story and paint the picture, she, she just, she don't like you anymore. <laughs> All right, well, that's Rocky and Rihanna. Um, looks like they might be on the way to tie the knot. Mm-hmm. But let's go on to uh, this upcoming fight. So yeah. Jake Paul's back at it again. Do you know who Jake Paul is? Yeah. Okay, so what's the latest with Jake Paul, Ada? Well, Jake Paul, he's been, see, I get him and Logan confused sometimes, so forgive me, but Jake Paul is the one that's, I guess, more professionally boxing. <laughs> and I think he's the one going up with Mayweather, right? Or is it Logan? Mm-hmm. See, I get him confused. One of the Paul I just, brothers. I just could answer that question, like, simply. I don't think nobody's going to beat Mayweather, if, if, if I'm being fair. And I feel like, can you imagine losing, Mayweather losing to, to, for a charity fight? No. For his own intent. And it will happen. You know, it's, it's just like, I ride motorcycle. Mm. I'm very good at riding motorcycle. And for some weird reason with motorcycle, anybody who rides motorcycle could confess to this. You could be the best rider in the world. Something about crowd. Once it's a lot of people, the bike just feel like it has a mind of its own. You just, I don't know why, but I just feel like once it's a lot of people, you just fall off of the bike. So it's one of those mm. situations where you might be doing it for a charity fight where you might lose. It's, it's weird, man. I can't see it, man. I can't see Mayweather doing that. If anything, if Mayweather, by some stretch of the imagination, were to lose this fight, it's because he got paid a billion dollars to throw it. Like, that's the only way I could uh-huh. ever picture Mayweather losing this fight. Like, getting he might, paid he to might, throw you it. You remember when that guy was fighting Anthony Joshua from, from the UK? I don't know if you guys remember that story. And that mm-hmm. guy beat the hell out of him, man. And I was frightened because I had my entire heart and like my whole life bet that he can beat Joshua. So he, he's never over until yeah, anything, anything can happen, man. Because oh, sometimes, wow. because you're so professional that the other person is not professional like you, so you don't think like you. And that's the problem. They don't think <laughs> like how you think. You get what I mean? So the moves yes. that you normally make as a professional, that person will make it. It's just like when I'm writing music. He'd be the most random person in the studio to just say some cool thing. Like, yo, that's so cool. I would never ever think that. So, mm. I don't know, man. 
I, I don't see Mayweather losing at all, 100%, but a guy might, you know, yeah. they say coward, coward guys swing heavy, so he might be coward and just make that one swing and it just happens, so let's see. Right. He's supposed to be fighting somebody else now too, right? Yeah, apparently um, there's a bodyguard that passed away, Shamir Boulevard, or Shadow, and he was a like, bodyguard for a couple other celebrities, but he was the bodyguard for Jake Paul and 6 9 at one time. And 6 9 I guess, kind of disrespected that bodyguard's death in a way. And basically, mm -hmm. Jake Paul and 6 9 are kind of like throwing shots on Instagram, and now they want to fight. So I don't know if that's going to happen streetwise or in the ring type of thing, but 6 that would be big. Uh, that'd be a big one. Everybody would tune in at that. Everybody wants to see 6 9 get beat up. Also, people want to see Jake Paul get beat up, too. So it's like, you know. I, don't know. I, I, would, I, would, I would watch that. I think that would happen, too, because I feel like 6 9 is hurting for cash right now. Like, we you haven't so? seen him doing any shows, any any type of music, like doing major numbers like he was once doing. I think he he might need he might be looking for some cash. He might be definitely dope. be looking for some cash. And you know he spends tons of money on security as well. So let's yeah. see. I don't I, I think I think the kids would love to see it. That's crazy. Well, in some unfortunate news, uh, Lil Reese was shot again, and that's just like, woo! How many times is this gonna happen? What What are the details on this one? Well, they're now saying that um, because I guess that ties back into Six Nine a little bit because Six Nine was uh trolling him on Instagram. But there's some updates with the whole shooting thing. They're saying that according to authorities, the incident began. He stole from, a car. He had like stolen somebody's car. They tracked down the car, which like the guy was like 55 years old. He confronted the men, which was Reese and the two other people inside the stolen vehicle and then during the exchange that's when they emerged and opened fire so it was definitely still in car and the man confronted them and then bop 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 see if i had been shot before i'm not about to be stealing nobody car i'm not putting right I'm not doing anything that's gonna put me in the line of fire yet again no does way. that hurt i don't you know, know. Really, really hurts I don't, yeah i saw it i read the story i was like mm, that's crazy that's all i can say is crazy you know what's crazy though man i feel like in life sometimes like when them things happen, it's like being arrested. The first time you get arrested, it's like it's always happening. Like, just, like you open a new gate of yeah, like certain things. So I don't know. I hope, you know, we don't wish that for nobody. You know, mm -mm. we don't wish that for nobody. Only our, only our enemies, obviously, but we don't wish that for nobody. It's good people out there. And, um, you know, it's an unfortunate situation. So things that happen sometimes and sometimes it's unfortunate and they learn, you know what I mean? So hopefully learn from this. And I don't like seeing artists get hurt. I hate that. I feel like artists were sent on earth to like, spread that light and spread that 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 more each time i see an artist get a hit or somebody become popular famous or celebrity i feel like it shines light and somebody who's just like that younger that's right. coming up you know what i mean so i don't like to see when talented people get um hurt nobody i don't like to see people get nobody get hurt period but i feel like there's so much um lanes to be opened by us as people who's on the forefront for other people that need proper um, examples and proper um, guidance. And I don't like to see people getting shot and the artists that's coming up feel like that's gonna happen to them too if they follow this part or, you know what I mean? So sometimes it's just, it's just crazy, you know what I mean? But things have to happen for you to learn. I guess that's what it is. Like no one ever wants, no one ever plans to be shot or like in hurt or in danger, but like we do see a lot with artists like coming up such as Pop Smoke and other things like that. Is it always like a common fear with celebrities and artists when they get a little fame that more eyes are on them where it's more like bad eyes are on them where something bad could happen? Do y'all like ever be worried about that a lot? Like every day, like something, this could be the last or? Whatever? I just feel like, I feel like people follow the light you shine. Mm -hmm. 
if you go to a cranium show, there's a million girls in the show. Mm. So the, 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 the energy you bring, it follows a thousand percent. See, yeah. I think that's what it is. So if 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 for example if, if if I'm in a situation where it's a bunch of guys come at, at cranium for some vibe or something and some happen to them, the store's gonna be like, yo, they had to mess with him because that's not his character. Right. I don't yeah. spread that light. You have to be definitely a hater for try. You know what I mean? But when you mm-hmm. see certain things, you attract certain things. Just gotta mm-hmm. deal with it. You know, you, whatever you give out, you take, you deal with what you give out. That's all it is. I believe in that hundred percent. Has any guy ever come at you over vibe or anything like that? All the time, all the time. And then they, then they realize that, oh, this is not just singing. Oh, he's real, real. You know what I mean? So it happens, <laughs> but we don't sing about it, if that makes sense. We don't need to sing about choppers and blah, blah, blah. I just make good music, but I always sing about taking some of the girls. So obviously, we might have a work with one-man girl and the man find out, say, me have him girl and you know, like an argument starts. And, you know, that's simple stuff. But other than that, like, you do get what you give off. 100%. Yeah. I just hope nobody's have my girl right now, hopefully, you know. <laughs> Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Oh, let's talk about this Lollapalooza lineup. Yes, big lineup. So we got some some big headliners, Meg Thee Stallion, The Baby, Young Thug. Uh, who else is on that thing? Yeah, already it sounds good. Let's see. They got, ooh, you know how they do the little little print down at the bottom? My eye's not good. You got Post Malone, Todd, the creator, mm. The Baby, um, Right, Rich Young. Wait, they have Post Malone on the small part? No, big part for Post Malone. My bad. Oh, all right, what? <laughs> it's so many. You see how many people that is? That oh, wow. Is that looks like Rolling Loud lineup. Low key. But yeah. that's that's some big names already. But speaking of festivals, like what's the, the largest festival or show or anything that you've done so far in your career? Like the biggest, the biggest well, thing done you've done? I've done some big ones. I don't remember. I've done some crazy ones. How could tell you the most fun ones I had, like, one Africa Fest was amazing. Because I don't, for me, it's not really the crowd per se, it's more the vibe. I could remember like nice vibe. So, like, One right. Africa Fest was a nice vibe. Reggae and um, Reggae Tip, um, New York. Oh, actually, I had an amazing time at Summer Jam. Ooh, Summer Jam. Yeah, I had that's, amazing that's time. That's classic. Yeah. Yeah, I had an amazing time at Summer Jam. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, but I did want to get your opinion on this because we always do this, like, with our rappers or singers that come on, we ask them their top five. Who's your top five reggae or dance hall artists, people that you hold in that high regard? Bunty Killer, Beanie Man, Mavado, Vibes Cartel. And um, for me, as inspiration, worldwide, Sean Paul. Ooh, mm. that's a good one. And he that's knew- a good lineup right there. Yeah. Did you watch the, the Beanie Man uh, Bounty yeah. Killer versus? This is the best verses that happen. I'm not even hating. It's the best because you get the whole culture in 30 minutes. It's amazing. You can't beat yes. that. That's, that's being a man that's born to kill her, You know what I mean? So They it, brought the verses back to life. No, it's crazy because when I watch that verses, I'm thinking in my head like, wow, this is like a stage show. I didn't feel like it was a verse. It felt like an actual live show. It's weird. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has played a song and played a song. With them, it was like, it's like back and forth. It, it's amazing. And most people like, I was talking to a girl at the time, and she was like, I don't understand what they're saying, but the vibe is so amazing. You can't buy that. You can't buy that. This is this natural, pure gift that mm-hmm. God gives these people to like entertain a crowd without being in front of their face. It's weird, man. It's, it's weird, weird, weird. Because I'm being It's the energy. Weird. It's the energy you guys have. Reggae artists, dance hall artists, the energy, no one competes with that type of energy. 
is, is crazy. But I, we know your phone's about to die. We do right. want to wrap you up. Let us know everything that you have coming. Talk about the album one more time. Talk about where people can follow you. Plug everything. Everything you got going. So you can follow me on Instagram at Cranium, K-R-A-N-I-U-M. My Twitter is at The Real Cranium. The album is coming out soon. Thank you guys for love and support. I appreciate it. I have some dope features about to drop too, you know what I mean? With my American friends and my African friends. Mm. And you know what I mean? Like mixed culture, I know I always mix my records. And um, yeah, but follow me on Instagram, Cranium, K-R-A-N-I-U-M, because my day is looking wonderful. So, so yeah. <laughs> That's what I love too. I had to slip that in there too, like about people like you, Burna Boy, like you guys always yeah. work with American artists, you work with hip hop artists. And you guys just fuse the sounds really well. It's super yeah. dope. So we appreciate you for that. A-Dub, any, anything else you want to get in there? Uh, basically, you said the same thing. I was, I'm glad you hit on the whole like crossover genres because, of course, uh, nobody has to know Ty Dolla Sign, uh, the one with uh, Tory Lanez and so many others. We can. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like a great vibe. And it's like for those who like appreciate different type of music and different type of cultures and genres, it's so dope seeing our little American culture blend with... Um, reggae and dance hall, dance hall culture and Caribbean culture. So I love it. Thank you for like being that artist for us. And respect. it's just much love for sure. So be love yourself. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That wraps up today's episode of DX Daily. As always, follow us, subscribe to us, tap in with us on all platforms, anywhere you listen to your podcast. It's DX Daily. Um, you can follow me and A-Dub as well. I'm at Asia Sky on all platforms. And I'm at A-Dub on everything, too. Yes, and we will see you with more daily news. 